Sky Sports Radio combined with Harness Racing New South Wales brings you On The Pace for your daily dose of news and tips. Good morning. Welcome to On The Pace on a Monday morning. It's Michael Gearin joining you for the next little bit to talk about harness racing and harness racing not only in the state of New South Wales, but harness racing in of all places, Stockholm, actually Solvala Racetrack, which is about 15Ks from the CBD of Stockholm in Sweden, because that is where we start our show this morning. Overnight, actually late Sunday night, Sydney time, around about 11.30, just believe a horse who's run third in an Inter-Dominion at Menangle has subsequently won an Inter-Dominion at Melton went to Savola for the Elite Loppet. The Elite Loppet, uh, which means elite race in Swedish, is two heats, so it's heats of a race, over a mile for 16 of the best trotters in Scandinavia and Europe, with this time the Australian trotter joining in. The first four home in each heat head to the final run on the same day, around about two hours later. It was a massive trip for Greg Sugars and his wife Jess Tubbs to get Just Believe all the way to Sweden. Here is what unfolded with our Australian caller, Luke Humphreys. It's Ernas Prince three metres in front. It's on the outside in second place and go on boy running a good race. Don Fanoncizet held up on the inside three back behind stole the show. Just believe getting out. Followed by Vernie Sage Griffin, brother Bill. They straighten up. 200 to go. Ernas Prince in front of Etonot. Just believe galloped. In front on the far side. Ernas Prince from Etonot down the outside. Go on boy then stole the show. But it's Etonot taking the lead and Etonot last year's winner wins the first heat. Etonot and Anthony Barrier they win by two metres. Second go on boy, a 1-2 for France. Seven metres stole the show third and I think Ernest Prince to qualify in fourth. Don Fanucci said he misses out, he blew it at the start. Then brother Bill Vernie Sars Griffith disappointment and I'm afraid just believe had no luck in the race. He had to go back to last he couldn't slot in 1-1 one, one, and then for the first time in a long time he unfortunately galloped. He failed to beat one home and just believe will officially be a disqualification. All right, lots to unpack there. There's no getting away from the fact that Just Believe finished last. Uh, when Luke said disqualification, if a trotter breaks its stride for a certain amount of strides in Sweden, they are automatically disqualified. They actually put it up on the semaphore board during the race. So sometimes you're watching the race and a horse is disqualified in front of your eyes. Now, while he did finish last, it wasn't entirely his own fault, and this is by no means me making excuses for him. I'm trying to give you some perspective on what happened because most of you were probably in bed at 11.30 last night. So he drew barrier seven in the eight-horse front line. Greg Sugars went forward off the gate, which was surprising because usually Australasian trotters don't have the speed to get across and even be competitive early against the French, the Scandinavian and other European trotters. He was almost going to slot into the 1-1, Uh, and he just missed that by a small margin, had to pull all the way back to last. He then went back to the inside, which was the right thing to do, because the sulkies in Sweden are wider than the sulkies uh, you see in Australia, but also the track is only a 1,000 metres. So think Melton with wider sulkies. So if you try and come too wide, you actually end up very, very wide on the track, because each sulky is about 
20% wider than what we see over here. So Greg went in between horses. Now the first three had got away, so he wasn't going to run top three. But at the top of the straight, he was running past two rivals, and I think he was about a 50-50 chance to maybe get up for fourth. Now, fourth would have qualified him for the final later in the day, and only one Australasian trotter has ever run fourth and qualified for the final for the elite loppet, and that was the great Prada Petit. But as Greg went to squeeze through that gap, there was minimal movement from the horse outside him, and he clipped a sulky wheel, or their sulkies contacted. Either way, just believe was going to let down. He was going to do himself proud. He would have finished fourth at worst, fifth potentially. So, oh, sorry, fifth at worst, fourth potentially. So, after going all that way, and all the glamour, and, and all the travel, and all the interviews, and everything which he did, unfortunately a small incident has cost him his chance. That's, I suppose, no different to Artorias on the Saturday at Ascot last year. Things don't go your way, it just hurts a lot more when you've gone 20,000 kilometres and it took you 60 hours for the horse to get there. So he'll probably stay on, just believe, for another race in Scandinavia. I thought it was promising last night. Um, I didn't think he had a chance of qualifying for the final, so he was actually performing better than I thought he would before he was squeezed up or, or before he touched a wheel and galloped. But he wasn't galloping like a lot of trotters will do because he couldn't keep up and they get tired and they start to lose their stride. He was actually starting to accelerate through the pack when he did gallop. So by no means uh, a, a below-par performance, even though with the actual result was disappointing. Uh, of the two heats, they went through to the final, and Honek won the Elite Loppet final, so probably a horse you may never hear of again. The racing coverage was really good on Sky, also on Trot's Vision with Ryan Phelan over there. Uh, Jess Tubbs and Greg Sugars handled themselves incredibly well. And Luke Humphreys, who's a young fellow I haven't had much to do with, but he's a young caller out of Victoria. He did an outstanding job last night. He could have easily turned up and just called the races, but he did his research, he added some context to the conversation. His best bet of the night won on what's called a Monty race. A Monty race is when they ride the trotters. Um, they have as tote races, we don't have those in Australia. So uh, all in all, a really good performance from the Sky team, from all the people around Just Believe. He just didn't have any luck on the night. So in case you missed all that, there's some perspectives, some knowledge, an opinion on what happened last night at Solvala. Uh, no joy, not even close to getting a cigar, but he will stay on in Scandinavia, and after what they saw last night, his connections will at least feel he's not totally outclassed over there. Okay, let's get back to something closer to home. Uh, we've had a lot of racing at different places at or in New South Wales over the last couple of days. We had the Goulburn Cup yesterday, and we also had Menangle racing on Saturday night. They had, of course, their Metro final of the regional championships. And a young man in good form is Jack Trainer. Jack, thanks for joining us, mate. Quick question before we get into what's going on in your world. Did you stay up last night and, and watch some of the elite lop, or is, is that too late in the night for a working-class man like yourself? Yeah, good morning, Mick. Thanks for having me on. Um, no, I, I actually missed the elite lot last night. I only just seen a few of the previews on social media today, but 
Uh, it was an early start to get down to Goulburn and a bit of a late finish, so I was quite happy to see the bed last night. Mate, um, I know you'd know Greg Sugars, and I know you know Dexter Dunn, for example, who's a very close mate of yours, was driving there yesterday. Wouldn't be a bad place to go, have a spin, Jack. I know you're a man who likes to try different things. I think Sweden would suit you. Yeah, that's right. It was um, obviously a bit of a bad luck story for Jess and Greg. And, um, yeah, Dex, I've seen one where Dex just got nabbed on the line. And I was speaking to him the night before. He was having a great time. And, yeah, I've actually I, I managed to get over there uh, to the Elite Lock the year that Todd drove Maori time. Uh, definitely more of a spectator that day than a business trip. But, yeah, I'd love to get back there at and sure, um, the atmosphere is unbelievable, as you would have seen. And, uh, yeah, the nightlife, and uh, the, it's good on the eye over there, too. Well, I'm glad you had a good time. Maybe we'll get back there one other day. Um, yesterday at Goulburn, what, was, what sort of day was it there? Because it was Cup Day, and it's one of those Cup meetings where, which sort of sneaks up on you. Um, I thought well, the Cup field itself was really strong. I mean, there's some serious horses in there. and We saw a good horse emerge in Swayze. Uh, you had a spin around on a very good horse, a Majestic Cruiser. So what were your impressions of Goulburn Cup Day and, and what did you make of Majestic Cruiser? Yeah, it was a, it was a cold day at Goulburn. Um, it's actually it's a really good club, the Goulburn track. They put a lot of work into putting on a good day. And, um, yeah, although, like you said, it was a small field, um, the quality was there. And, yeah, Swayze, like you mentioned, is a horse on the up. He sort of really showed how tough he is and, probably got thrown in the deep end but it was his first time in good company and was still able to win and uh, Majestic Cruiser actually copped a really bad check at the six or 700 Mick but um, did say to Grimo that I think he'll be winning his next start he, he actually felt unreal to be honest he was just telling me the whole way and uh, I think you know, without taking anything away from Swayze uh, I, I think he, the way he felt he would have um, showed his, he was back to his best in that field so just off that one drive I think he's a horse to follow I think Majestic Cruises back to his absolute best. Well, he's had a very busy last year, hasn't he? And I know, I know you haven't driven him an enormous amount of times, but it wouldn't have surprised me if he started to dull or being an older horse, he lost his enthusiasm for the job. But you're telling us you think he's going to be a factor when he heads up to Queensland? Because I believe Jason's taking a big team up there. Yeah, absolutely. I, I think his form probably tapered off a little bit um, near the end of his last prep. You know, coming out of the Inter Dominions, he was one of the ones that, or the only one that went to New Zealand and then, you know, come back to that gruelling into the Minion series. So, you know, this time's probably the first time Jason's given him a proper four or five-week spell and brought him up really slowly. But, yeah, he felt every bit as good as I've had one feel yesterday. Um, you know, he just follows the speed so good and he, he looks unreal. So, yeah, I definitely wouldn't write him off, uh, that's for sure. You had a spin round yesterday on a horse called Kofi Blaze who got the job done. Look, I would have thought it's probably not finished winning and like a lot of horses who come across from New Zealand, if it can get its head around uh, racing at Menangle because it's, it's such a tough place to race, it, it, it might be a nice enough Tuesday horse. Yeah, she is. She's a, she's a nice enough mare. Um, Blake done well to get her, patch her back up from a, a poor effort at Penrith only a week ago. And, um, yeah, I actually had her for her first couple of starts when she come over from New Zealand. And, yeah, she's a nice filly. She's got good speed. And, yeah, she's definitely going to run through her grades and especially be competitive on those Tuesday meetings, for sure. Mate, you uh, you had a spin around in what was a very unusual um, open class race. You had your own horse in Mahomes the other day, and I think he's a really good horse. This was Menango on Saturday night, but 
I've watched that race about five times, Jack, and I can't quite work out what happened. There are a lot of very good horses in that race either didn't get involved or didn't stay, or like um, Bondi lockdown was dropping off at one stage and then fought back. Um, what did you make of it? Did it feel an unusual race to be out there? Because this, the, the, the winners and the leaders seemed to go really good, but hmm, I thought it was a very confusing race heading into Queensland. Yeah, I think it was, Nick. I, I think it was sort of a, a match race between a couple of different stables and, um, yeah, obviously the Bolter won and probably the outsider of Jason's team as well went the best race of them all. I think Bondi lockdown was disappointing. He only just lobbed in the chair, didn't really do any work to get there and, um, you know, he was probably the first horse gone and then when you look back, it looked like Cam was having a little bit of trouble steering, better zip it, coming wide, but could have been just one of those races. I think the first three home were two, three, and four the fence, so or the leader and turn three fence. So um, maybe it's just one of those races where you have to give those better horses and and uh, give them one more chance. But yeah, 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 spot on. It was a a weird race and a hard race to work out for moving forward from. Talk about moving forward. We head to Menangle tomorrow. There's no harness racing in New South Wales today, punters. Menangle tomorrow, Tuesday afternoon, we mentioned the fact that yesterday you drove a winner for Blake's Fitzpatrick. You're on another one of his tomorrow. Uh, Malibu in the first. It's a two-year-old trot, but this one seems to, to do most things right. Just for our listeners who feel like having a bet on a Tuesday afternoon, Jack, what chance are you in the first tomorrow? Uh, yeah, he's got to be a chance, Mick. As you said, his, his manners look to be the key, which is always good in the two-year-old trottle. Normally that's half the issue, if not more, is just being able to keep him down trotting. So he looks like he is well-gated, and as we know, Blake's always got his two-year-old trotters pretty well forward and pretty spot on. So, yeah, I think if the price was right, he'd be worth uh, having something on just because of his manners alone. Mate, one of the reasons I got you on the show this morning, apart from the fact that you're an amusing fella, is La Rosa. Now, La Rosa uh, makes its Menangle debut tomorrow. Now, it's a horse who's come across from New Zealand and at her best in New Zealand has actually been a really good horse, way better than her five wins from 32 starts would suggest. Fresh up for you tomorrow at Menangle, race 8, 5.47, just between you and me, you won't tell anybody else. What do we expect to make of La Rosa? If you turn the mic off, have you met? It's, um, yeah, no, no, no one's listening, Jack. It's a conversation between the boys. <laughs> no, you better not say that. Um, no, I, I really like this Mia Mick. Obviously, as you touched on, she's she's won Group 1s in New Zealand. She's raced Stylish Memphis and Bravey Kelly and horses alike her whole life. Um, she's immaculately bred. And yeah, I've had her for about five weeks. Had a little bit of a setback when she first came over. So I've just taken my time with her. But uh, she has come over to race, hopefully take the Queensland for those feature mares races. And, uh, yeah, I think she, without sounding too overconfident, I think she should have a leg on most of her rivals for a fair few starts yet. Um, she's a pretty good mare. When you talk about a horse like her coming from New Zealand, and we also see the same thing with horses coming from Victoria, some of them, for all their class, seem to get to Menangle and they almost go into a brain shock in the first race because they go off the gate so hard and they run that opening 400 metres so hard. Some of them just don't know what to do. How do you, as a trainer, get their minds to catch up to their legs or, in fact, even their lungs to catch up to their legs for that situation? Do you trial them? Do you 
buzz them up the first 400 of a workout. What can you do to get them ready for the Menangal experience? Uh, well, we, we pretty much just do the same what we do with most of them. Probably where I'm lucky is obviously I train on the track, so it's not like she's coming here and looking up that long straight for the very first time. Uh, as I said, I've had her for probably about five weeks now, so I've been able to give her two really solid head-outs. Um, one last one being Saturday. And, yeah, like I said, she, she worked as good as any of my free for all meals I've ever worked. Um, heart rate's low. She does it with, you know, with ease. She's a beautiful going horse. And, yeah, I, as much as I do agree with that, sometimes uh, some of the horses do get a bit of a shock to Menangle. I think this mare... Uh, might be a little bit of an exception here, and albeit she will be a lot better with two or three runs under her belt. It has been a bit of a while since she last raced, but uh, yeah, she's pretty forward, and yeah, she'll be driven accordingly. You mentioned the Queensland Carnival and potentially taking her there. Has it become a far bigger deal for all the boys and girls you deal with in New South Wales? Because everybody I speak to, and I'm going to speak to Luke McCarthy next. Everybody now, Jack, it used to be you would campaign them at Miracle Miles and do all these other things in Victoria Cups and Hunter Cups and Inter Dominions. And Queensland was a nice place to go if you had a couple of horses to have a beer and enjoy the sun. It seems now with the enormous injection of money to the, to the constellations, it's almost become a priority over some of the other carnivals. Uh, what do you think the feeling is about Queensland and their winter carnival at the moment? Yeah, I think you're right, Mick. I think, um, you know, it's a credit to Queensland because, as you said, it was something that was always just on the side that probably people wouldn't target. But uh, I know myself with a couple of my mares and that it's become a prime target for them with with that prize money that you just can't turn away from. And as you said as well, it's even better because the sun will be out and there'll be plenty of beers. So it's um, something that we all can't wait to get to. And, yeah, like I said, it's just a credit to the Queensland Harness Club. They, they seem to be out of all of Australia, they seem to be the guys on the rise and they're pretty much making it, you know, irresistible to come. How much of a factor is that for a horse trainer? Obviously, you're there to make money for your owners, but if you're going somewhere like Queensland and it's got a groovy feel to it and, and it, it you want to be there uh, and all your mates are going and all the rival trainers are going, is that a factor where you think, OK, I, I want to take a month out of my life and go do this as opposed to... I don't want to go somewhere where it's freezing cold. Yeah, absolutely. I, I think so. I think, like I said, I think that they've just, the Queensland club have just made it that it's just up to the place to be. It's in a good time of the year for us. We can escape our winter as such. And like I said, the prize money is just, um, you know, for all divisions, all the way through to your trotters, your mares, your open classes and your three-year-olds, that there's just that much variety and it just makes sense to go and, I know, obviously, I've had a couple of horses now sent to me from New Zealand for this carnival, so to get a bit of New Zealand interest, I know Emma Stewart's talking about bringing a few, so some Victorian interest that, you know, makes it a really good carnival, and it's not just over in one weekend or two weekends, you know, it's, it's spaced out over the space of a month, so you get your chance that if, you know, draw bad in one of the races, you get your chance to still make some good money um, in the coming weeks, so, you know, like I said, it's a, it is a real credit to Queensland, and, you know, yeah, I can't wait to get up there. Mate, just a quick question for you. Of course, it's State of Origin Week, and, and you uh, originally are a New Zealander. You now live in New South Wales. Do you have any views on Maroons or Blues? I know everybody's going to watch it because everybody watches it, but are you are you in either camp now? 
Oh, not really. I, I probably stick more to the state I've lived in for the last 10 or 11 years and, and say uh, the Blues, um, although most New Zealanders for some reason, I'm not sure if it's because the Maroons seem to have more wins on the ball, but most Kiwis seem to claim themselves as Maroons. But I do stick law to the Blues and, yeah, hopefully um, can get up there for the grand final again in Brisbane this year. Mate, enjoy uh, the footy on uh, Wednesday night and enjoy La Rosa tomorrow. We thank you for your very honest opinion, which we completely lied about. We've now shared with tens of thousands of people here <laughs> on Sky Sport Radio this morning. Thanks for the time, Jack. No worries, Mac, any time. Thanks, mate. Jack Trainer, smart young man, heading to the Queensland Carnival, but nice tip there at race eight tomorrow, early evening actually, 5.47 for La Rosa. And Jack has a very good record with uh, Australia, New Zealand horses coming to Australia. So interesting to get his thoughts around when you bring them over, um, how you acclimatise them and how often they take a run or two to get used to it. Luke, Luke McCarthy and Belinda have done a, with an enormous amount of New Zealand horses over a long period of time and he puts them in their system and they seem to handle it pretty well. Um, good morning to you, Luke. Just hearing some thoughts there from, from Jack Trainer about the the Queensland Carnival. I know you and Belinda will be heading there again, and it just seems to be getting bigger and bigger. Yeah, good morning, Mick. And yeah, it's a great carnival, and um, it's always good to be a part of it. Let's talk about uh, the weekend. Not sure if you heard Jack and I conversing earlier, but we spoke about the free for all at Menangal on Saturday night, and you had um, some very good horses in the race, and you guys actually won the race, which is which is very good with artillery driven by Chris Geary, but we've got to get to the most favourite of your runners, and I think one of the better horses in the country, Bondi Lockdown. Look, he looked a bit lost about the 600, like he wasn't enjoying himself much. He sort of dropped away, and I thought he was going to drop out and finish last, and then he came again. What did you make of Bondi Lockdown? Yeah, a little bit of a head-scratcher, Mick. Um, if you'd have said, you know, artillery would beat Bondi, you'd, you wouldn't believe it. So, um, he He's pulled up really good. Um, we'll pull blood on him and get him better just in case, but he seems to have pulled up really well, so we've nominated him again for Saturday night. Might have just had an off night. Um, we're not sure. So had been three weeks between runs. He was scheduled for a trial 10 days before Saturday, but there was um, a couple scratched out of it, so he, he maybe he missed that trial. Um, but anyway, he seems to have pulled up well, so we'll look forward to this Saturday. Artillery's a horse who started its life in, in South Australia and probably never thought it would be a 150 horse buzzing around Menangle. Was it just a case of being in the right place at the right time for that race? It was beautifully driven, but I mean, 150.4 is not mucking around, look. Well, look, he's, he's actually been going good for a long time. He's been placed in 49 and run good races through their Mogga series and all that sort of stuff. Like, he's He's clearly below the top tier ones, and we sort of thought it'd be a big opportunity for him to pick up some money. You know, when all of the best free throwers, you know, Jack and Grimos and our ones all go to Queensland, that would have been his spot. But look, Chris drove him a treat and had a soft run on the fence and done a good job to win. Uh, you won the consolation, you and Belinda won the consolation of the uh, state championship with Muscle Bart. And I tell you what, you had to drive them inch perfectly, but. Is he a horse, Luke, who's going to continue to get better? Uh, or is he a horse who, at the moment, or, or maybe in the rest of his life, is going to need to be driven with that one run to to see the absolute best of him? Yeah, I'd say the second one there, Mickey. Like in the um, final the week before, there's an opportunity for me to pop outside the leader when they'll go and slow. And 
when they ripped the quick half, it didn't suit him. So, you know, elected to drive him just for luck on Saturday night and the cards fell his way and he got up and won and, and run a good race. I think that's how he's best driven. He's a nice horse. He's not a top horse. Um, he'll work his way through the grades and you'll probably eventually see him finish his racing in North America. Mate, you drove the one of the last race on the car. You actually drove it for your mum, for Narell. We don't often see you driving the family horses. Obviously, your dad still drives, so it must have been nice to get one um, for your mum and, and with a horse called Chevron's Bypass. Um, I know it's not unheard of, but it's probably not something you do that often. Yeah, no, that's right. Dad, Dad's still driving and driving really good. He won on Mac Shard for us there a couple of runs ago, and he just said he was having no luck on this mare and could have a couple of guys on her, and yeah, she went good. She got a soft run up the fence and only just got there, but I think she's on a grade where she could win a couple more Saturday nights at an angle. Mate, you took uh, Alter Orlando to the Goulburn Cup yesterday. You finished second to Swayze. I'll be honest, Luke, the fact he won a couple of weeks ago, beating expensive ego, completely stunned me. I thought he was one of those older horses who was just following horses around and he was never going to let you down, but he was never going to really dig deep into the pain zone to run past a horse. And he proved me wrong. Has Ultra Orlando, has he found a second win, Luke? Because he's at 142 starts, most of them in group races and big races, and he's about 11 years old. Yeah, what a great old horse, Mick. He's, um, Jack actually said out of his last nine starts, I think he had one fourth, and the rest have been top three. So, look, he just, he's so consistent. The 90 bed ego, they got home in 53-6. So, if they'd have got home in 54-6, I would have been shattered with ego. But on the clock, they went good. So, yeah, look, he's run a good race again yesterday at Goulburn. And while ever he's healthy in town, we'll just keep punching him around. What does a horse like him do? So, this week, he, he raced yesterday. Um, I presume he's going to turn up in a free-for-all in two weeks' time at Menangle. What do you do with him on a day-to-day basis? I take it you don't take him out to the track and, and buzz him a two-minute mile and work that often. So how do you keep a horse racing at that level for that long? Well, he's he's pretty easy to have around, Mickey. On his off days, he only ever treadmills, swims and water walks. And, um, and on his um, training days, he just canters two miles um, pretty much every second day or third day. So, yeah, he just seems to be happy doing that and... He's nice and sound and fresh, so, yeah, we'll just, whatever he's going good, we'll just keep pressing on. Mate, tomorrow at Menangle, we have the usual Tuesday afternoon meeting. Our first race goes at uh, 1.33. There's a trot race at 2.13. You've got a pretty nice trotter in this called Moonwalker up against not a bad field of three-year-olds. Um, Moonwalker, no joy last time out. Can we expect Moonwalker to turn the form around after the derby failure? And what sort of chance do you give yourself of beating London to a brick? Yeah, I think he, it was an out-of-character mistake for him in the derby, so hopefully that doesn't happen again. And his work's been good since, so yeah, I'm sure he'll turn up and run a good race. James's horse does look pretty good, but um, yeah, we think he'll run a good race. We're all talking about Queensland at the moment, Luke. Have you got any sort of idea roughly how many horses you and Belinda would put on the bus up to Queensland? And is it a case that you go up there and park up there for six weeks or longer or shorter? What's the plans around Team McCarthy for the Queensland Carnival? Yeah, we're sort of, there's about a dozen, Nick, that will go up and uh, the Redcliffe Cup nights 
the first sort of main night, the Derby and the Oaks are on, which should have horses in them. Um, maybe something for the Cup. The Patron's Purse is the week before. Can't find a better man. He's come back to two wins. We've just been sort of ticking him over, waiting for Queensland. He'll try again on Wednesday. So, yeah, they're all... We've got a fair few just sort of on ice for a couple of weeks, just waiting for the carnival. Um, but, yeah, we should have about a dozen. Mate, did you... Um, I think I know the answer to this because I know you're a hard-working fella. Did you manage to stay up last night and, and watch any of the elite loppet or is 11.30 at night for a Sunday a bit late for you? No, I watched the the first two heats, Mick. I couldn't stay awake for the final, but, um, you know, felt really sorry for Greg and Jess and the connections to go that way and have no luck, but, you know, they're great ambassadors for the sport and, you know, on social media and that have promoted themselves and the horse and the industry really well, so um, hopefully he can come out and win his next start over there and get some money back for the connections. Mate, the question of the week away from the racetrack, of course, Wednesday night's a big night for footy fans, um, Queensland versus New South Wales. Um, you have a foot very much in both camps, so which camp are you in come Wednesday? Well, I was born in Bathurst, Nick, so in New South Wales, I've always stuck with them. All right, I think it's a smart decision. Hey, mate, great to get your thoughts on what's happened with the team over a very busy weekend and hear your thoughts on Queensland. Thanks for joining us, mate, on Sky Sport Radio this morning. No worries. Thanks, Nick. There's our wrap from Luke McCarthy on behalf of himself and wife and trainer Belinda. Uh, Jack Trainer giving his thoughts on La Rosa. That's our best tomorrow at Menangle. No racing in the state today. And great to get the the, uh, the rundown on the elite loppet out of Sweden last night. The good news is just believe staying on in Scandinavia. He'll get another crack at the European and Scandinavian horses. We'll be back with more on the pace on Wednesday morning where Brittany Graham will join you at 10.30.